We thank you for the word that's alive and active and powerful. And we ask that you would use him to speak to our hearts, that our hearts would make room for the word this morning. And that each of us would receive the thing that we need to hear. And we just ask you to bless him and to speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, it's good to see you. You look so fine. Hallelujah. Is this a little bit loud? Thank you. This morning we're going to talk about the fact that God is a blessing God. You know that? Yeah. He desires blessing way more than he does desires cursing. I can tell you that for sure. In the Old Testament it says, in fact, three or four generations get the iniquity of their fathers visited on them. That's a lot of people to visit my iniquity to three or four generations. Wow. But then it says, but God shows his mercy on those who follow him to a thousand generations. To a thousand generations. Wow. That's incredible. Deuteronomy 7, 9, it says, the Lord, he is God, he is a faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those that love him and keep his commandments. You know, the Bible, the very beginning of the Bible begins with God blessing he made animals, he blessed them. He made plants, and he blessed them. He made the sun and moon, he blessed them. He made man. In verse 28 of chapter 1, it says, God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves on the earth. God blessed everything that he created. He's a blessing God. Amen? Wow. In Genesis chapter 12, he said to Moses, he said hey, to Abraham, I'm going to make you a great nation and I'll bless you. And I'll make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. I think about Deuteronomy 28. You know that chapter, right? So the first 12 verses just repeat over and over. It says, all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall you be, shall be your kneading bowl, your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. You're just going to be blessed. The Lord will command his blessing on you in your storehouse in which you set your hand to and he will bless you in the land which he is giving you. Then in verse 12 it says, The Lord will open his good treasure, the heavens, to give you rain on your land in his season to bless all the work of your hands. You shall lend to many nations and you shall not have to borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You will be only above and not beneath. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19 it's interesting he says I call heaven and earth to record against you this day I said before you life and death choose life choose life blessing and cursing therefore choose life in the New Testament it says he blessed us 
Blessed be the God and Father of Lord Jesus Christ in Ephesians 1, 3. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Every spiritual blessing. That's God. He's so... And maybe the classic verse that I can think of about blessing is the first place that God gave a prayer or, or uh, kind of like a prayer to man. You know where it's at? In Numbers chapter 6, verse 23. And he says, Speak to Aaron and say to him, This is the way that you shall bless the children of Israel. Now you know the next verse. Right? Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So you shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Verse 27. Two things I think about that. First, it takes, if we're going to be, if we're going to be a participant in this, it takes us using our voice. He said, say to Aaron, you shall say this to the children of Israel. You're going to say it. It's using your voice. And when you speak your blessing over someone, then you put my name on them, it says. And I will bless them. Wow. In the Old Testament, the word for blessing is the Hebrew word barak. B-A-R-A-K. Maybe it's barak, I don't know. But it simply means to speak the intention of God. To speak the intention of God. In the New Testament, is the word eulogia. I think is how you say it. But it means, it's the word we get the word, the term eulogy from, right? And you know, if you go to a funeral and they have a eulogy, they don't say bad things about people. They say good things, right? I've never been to a funeral yet where they read the eulogy about all the bad things that a person did. It talked about all the good things they did. Speaks well, to speak well of is what eulogy means. To speak well of. So it's to speak the intention or favor of God on someone. When we declare God's intentions, we release his ability to change things from what they are to what he desires. God wants to work together with us. Blessing is about, not, it's not about seeing, if I'm going to speak my blessing over you, it's not about seeing what's happening right now, but it's seeing God's intention for you. What does he want to happen in your life? The last thing Jesus did when he left the earth in Luke 24, 51, 50 and 51, it says, and he led them out to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and he blessed them. Jesus blessed us. came to pass that while he blessed us, he parted from us and was carried up into heaven. He's our role model. He blessed us. Blessing. Put that quote up there. Blessing is to speak the intention or favor of God over someone or something, some situation. Blessing is to speak the intention of God over some one or some situation. Amen? God wants you to speak blessings. To release blessings over people and things. I think maybe there's uh, maybe some principles about blessing that we should think about first. In James it says, Chapter 3, verse 10 says, And so blessing and cursing come out of the same mouth. 
my brothers and sisters, it should not be the way it is. It shouldn't. In Jeremiah 15, 19, the middle of that verse, it says, If you utter what is precious and not what is worthless, you shall be as my mouth. Wow. <clears throat> if you want to speak God's intentions over people, then you need to avoid speaking words that are worthless. I don't know about you, but sometimes that's hard to do. It's hard to do. Ask the Holy Spirit to stir up in you what to say. To stir up in your spirit. To let him, to ask the Holy Spirit to let you sense the Father's love for the person or for the situation. Pray something like this. Father, what do you desire to speak to this person? Give me a word of blessing to speak over them. How can I encourage them? How can I comfort them? Blessing is, it's different than intercession. When we speak in intercession, it's, it's like we're asking God to do something. But blessing is speaking a pronouncement over someone or something. It doesn't replace prayer or intercession. It goes along with it. It's so important to speak blessings. Another thing is that we should not judge. When we begin to look at this at a situation, we don't have to decide whether the person deserves a blessing or not. Did you know that? Did you ever going to think about somebody? Well, I don't think they really deserve blessings, so not today. But that's not the point, is it? God, His focus is not on how you appear today, today, but on His intention, or or. His purpose for you long term. For example, God called Gideon a mighty man of valor. Gideon was anything but that at the time. Really? Wasn't he? Peter, Jesus called Peter a rock, but he wasn't really very steady at that time. We read in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, God gives life to the dead, and he calls those things which do not exist as though they did. If we understand how God thinks and how God acts toward people. It eliminates the tendency to act as judge because we're not very good at that anyway. The less people deserve a blessing, the more they need it. The less they deserve it, the more they need it. And, and it's important for them to have it. Let me give you an illustration. Imagine there was a man named Hugo who had a problem with drinking. And Hugo's wife wasn't very happy with him. You can imagine. So maybe she'll pray something like, God bless Hugo. Make him give up drinking and listen to me. <laughs> Might work, but maybe it'd be more powerful to say, Hugo, I bless you in Jesus' name. May God's plan for your life come to pass. May you become the man the husband and the father that God purposed you to be. I bless you with freedom from addiction. I bless you with the peace of Christ. How much more powerful would that be? The first delegates the problem to God. It takes no effort. It's just kind of a lazy way to pray. The second blessing requires more faith, more thought, more love. It's not judgmental and it does not focus on Hugo's present position, 
but rather what God wants him to be. Recently I heard someone say, Satan knows our name and our potential, but he calls us by our sin. And God knows our sin, but he calls us by our name and our potential. The second blessing is more in keeping with God's plan and purpose. It reflects the redemptive heart of God. Remember, God loves Hugo. Yeah? Some things that, that you could speak blessings over. One, you could bless the Lord. We read the Psalm 103 at the beginning of service. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. So you could speak blessings over God. He loves it as you praise him. You can speak blessings. Ah, this one's really good. I speak blessings over your mouth. I bless my mouth, daughter, what is precious and what is true, not what is worthless. To be as the Lord's mouth in Jeremiah 13, 15, 19. Or you could bless your mind. I bless my mind. I have the mind of Christ. Therefore, I think his thoughts... May my, may my mind be a holy place where the Holy Spirit is pleased to dwell. May it receive words of knowledge and wisdom and revelation. You could bless your body. I bless my body today. I break off any sickness or infirmity. I bless my physical well-being. Do you know that every 23 seconds, your blood pumps all, your heart pumps all of your blood through your body. Wow. You can stick yourself with a pin any place. And I challenge you, stick yourself someplace, you'll find blood. <laughs> right? Any place you stick yourself, you'll bleed. Doctors tell us that there are 60,000 60, miles of arteries, capillaries, veins, and things like that. They carry your blood all over your body. 60,000 miles, that's enough to go around the world two times. In one body. That's amazing. It's amazing. It's a miracle. Did you ever say, I thank you hard? Because you've been faithful all of these years, pumping tirelessly for me. I bless you. I bless you in Jesus' name. You can bless your home, or your marriage, or your children. You can bless your workplace. You could say, workplace, I bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I bless you in this city. I bless you in the country. I bless you. I release the kingdom of God in this place. Come, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Move in this place. I release ideas from the kingdom of God here. Ideas that would help your clients, our clients succeed. Ideas that would help us make the world a better place. I release your favor in the marketplace. How I bless our land, your land. I bless this land to produce, well, out there, grass. And beyond that, maybe it's going to be corn or soybeans. I bless the land to produce, to be fruitful. How about blessing those who revile you or curse you? This is getting a little more difficult. Matthew says, 
Blessed are you when you when they revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Romans twelve fourteen says, Bless those who persecute you. Ouch. Bless and do not curse. Say, I bless you in Jesus' name. I declare God's goodness over you. May God's intentions for your life come to pass. I bless your gifts. I bless your life. May the wonderful person of God, the wonderful person that God intends you to be, come out in Jesus' name. How about blessing those that have provoked you? Father, I bless the driver of that car. Amen. Yeah. May your love pursue him and overtake him. Bless him, Lord. How about blessing or recognizing and breaking curses over yourself? How common are these thoughts? I'm ugly. I'm dumb. I'm clumsy. I'm slow-witted. No one really likes me. God could never use me. I'm just a sinner. There's so many lies that Satan causes you to believe. I have a friend who does it all the time, but it saddens me. She says, I'm just silly. You me I messed up again. I can't do anything right. Don't repeat or accept these curses from the enemy. Instead, bless yourself. Bless yourself. So you got bless God, bless yourself, bless others. Blessing our communities. People of the Walworth area, we bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen? We bless you to know God. We bless you to prosper. We bless you to know his purpose for your life. We speak God's favor over our community. Every household that they would know God. We bless your health. We bless every part of your being. We bless the work of your hands. All kinds of things that you can say in blessing over the community. Wow. We bless you with the overspill of the kingdom of heaven that we experience here at Lighthouse. Amen? So how do you start? I, I heard something really fascinating about electricity the other day. So I asked a friend who works for the Power and Light Company. He installs all the electric lines and he works with a lot of high voltage power. But he said that if you have electric lines overhead and you lay a piece of copper wire on the ground, parallel, or running the same direction as those lines overhead, that piece of wire on the ground will become electrified. In fact, it can become so electrified, he said, that it could electrocute you. That's amazing, isn't it? Think about it for a second. What about if that's the way it is with God? He's got all kinds of power and glory and, and he wants to bless you. But when you, well, if you lay the wire crosswise, so wire, you don't have any electricity at all, but if you lay it parallel with the wire, you have electricity. What if that's the way it is with God? When we live our lives across his purposes, we don't experience his power. But we lay our lives in line with his purposes. We experience his goodness and his power. Amen? Hmm. 
if we assume that there's infinite power above us, what would keep that power from working in us when we're crossed his purpose? There's power to heal, there's power to deliver, power to provide, power for all of our needs. And nothing can keep that power from, inv from invading your life except you. God wants us to be blessers, not cursers. Amen? Amen. And I think, well, what really starts that process? Where is it really focused on in our lives? Think about it for a second. Who really controls us? I thought about what James says in the book of James. He comes up with an amazing answer. It's words. Words control worlds. Even more amazing, the spoken word has unbelievable power. Not only does it have power to change the people who hear the words I speak, but it has even more power to change me when I speak them. Listen to what James says in James chapter 3. We all fail in many areas, especially with our words. Yet if we're able to bridle the words we say, we are powerful enough to control ourselves in every way, and that means our character is mature and fully developed. Horses have bits and bridles in their mouths so that we can control them and guide their large body. And the same way with mighty ships. Though they are massive and driven by fierce winds, they are steered by a tiny rudder in the direction of the person at the helm. And so the tongue is a small part of the body, but it carries great power. What you say makes a difference. Just think of how a small flame can set a huge forest fire ablaze. The tongue is a fire and it can, can be compared to the sum of total wickedness. And it is the most dangerous part of our human body. It corrupts the entire body. It, is a, it has a hellish flame. It releases a fire that can burn through the course of human existence. For every wild animal on earth, including birds, creeping reptiles, and creeping things and creatures of the sea and land have all been overpowered and tamed by humans. But the tongue is not able to be tamed. It is fickle, untrained evil that's used out words of toxic poison. I don't know if your tongue ever did that. Mine sure does. We use our tongues to praise God our Father and then turn around and curse the person that was made in his very image. Out of the same mouth we pour words of praise one minute and curses the next. My brethren, these should never be. Would you look for olives hanging on a fig tree or go to pick figs from a grapevine? It's possible, is it possible for fresh and bitter water to flow out of the same spring? So neither can a bitter spring produce fresh water. What a powerful thing the tongue is. 
You know, our minds are, are amazing. Every atom in our body responds to our minds. When we think happy thoughts, our body responds with smiles and other things. When we're filled with worry and stress and anxiety or bitterness, then our body responds to that. These are simple questions, but the answer, the big answer, is what triggers the activity of the mind? How do you control it? James gives us the answer. It's really saying that the tongue is the governor, the director of our minds. Who guides our destiny? Our tongue. What we speak is what we are. Think about that for a second. When we speak, what we speak, we be, what we speak, we will become. Hmm. Not only are things affected by what we speak, but as unbelievable as it sounds, the things around us are affected by what we speak. Proverbs eighteen twenty one says, "Death and life are in the power of the tongue." Hmm. The words of James there in that chapter. They speak of something so far-reaching that we can't overestimate their power. Do you have a friend who was told as a child, your nose is too big? Or you have a clumsy child? You are such a clumsy child? Or something like that? How those, have you observed how those few words often spoken in wrath or in frustration can change the destiny of a child? A child with these words can be locked away in a prison of self-rejection all their life. Words vibrate in the air for a few seconds, but they have long-lasting consequences. Hmm. Jesus said in Matthew 12, Every idle word that you shall speak, you shall give an account of. For by your words you shall be justified, and by your words you shall be condemned. Words are important for two reasons. First, they betray what we are. It says in the scripture that the mouth, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And second, they determine what we will become. Words spoken casually, whether they're, especially when they're negative, they become self-fulfilling prophecy. The more we talk about our troubles, the more troubles we have. Did you ever see that happen? Hmm. But the more we speak blessing, the more blessing we have. God is so powerful. And when you act like God acts, when you speak God's words, when you align yourself with His power and His life, begins to flow in you. His life begins to flow in you and you literally become like God. You become the children of God. You become a blesser. Those who share his nature are blessers. Begin to bless. Do it out loud. Amen? Do it out loud. When you speak words of blessings, whether anyone hears them or not, you are affected by them. You know, when I think about that, I think about, well, 
if you're in the if you're in a forest, you have a tree, obviously. But if you cut it down, does it make any noise if you're not here there to hear it? It's an old question, right? I don't know. But the but the fact is, if you speak the words of blessing, whether anyone hears them or not, they have power. They have effect. When you actually speak the words of blessing, you're sending out sound waves and you are starting a miracle. A miracle in you and a miracle around you. I've come to the conclusion that while God desires to bless people a lot, and he does, he even more, he desires that his people, that you and I would use our words to bless people. Because we have a spiritual authority in God. So you bless, he says. He said to Aaron, you bless the children of Israel like this. The Lord bless you and keep you. You know the rest. We can bless man with our words. He wants us to participate, to go labor with him in his redemptive work. <clears throat> so for me, blessing is speaking God's purpose over people's lives with love, with my eyes open, with intentionality, with authority and power. Speaking them out of my Holy Spirit-filled life. Simply put, blessing is acting by faith and declaring God's intention over the person. When we declare God's intention, we release his ability to change things from what they are to what he wants them to be. Hallelujah. I found in a book <clears throat> a copy of a blessing and I want to read it over you. I want Ruth to come up and help me. How many of you have ever have never had your parents, your mother or your father, speak a blessing over you? I want you to stand <clears throat> and I want you to receive this blessing as a mother and father are giving it out to you. I love you, my child. You are special. Oh, you are a gift from God to me. I thank God for allowing me to be a mother to you. I love you, and I'm very proud of you. I love you, my child. And I thank God for allowing me to be a father to you. I love you, and I'm proud of you. I ask you to forgive me for the things I've said and done that have hurt you and the things I didn't do, and for the words I never said that you wanted to hear. I break off every curse that has followed you as a result of my sins, your mother's sins or the sins of your ancestors. And I praise God that Jesus became a curse on the cross, that we would come out from under every curse and enter into the blessing so I take this opportunity and this privilege to speak blessing over you today. I bless you with the healing of all wounds of the heart, wounds of rejection, 
neglect and abuse that you've suffered. In Jesus' name, I break the power of all cruel and unjust words spoken over you. And I bless you with overflowing and abundant peace. The peace that only the Prince of Peace can give. I bless your life with fruitfulness, good fruit, abundant fruit, fruit that remains. That whatever you ask the Father in Jesus' name, he may give you. And I bless you with the fruit of the Spirit. All his love, his joy, his peace, his long-suffering, his kindness, his goodness, his faithfulness, his gentleness, his self-control. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And I bless you with success. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. And I bless you with a strong body and divine health all the days of your life. I bless you with the gifts that God has given you. I bless you with wisdom to make good decisions and to develop your full potential in Christ. I bless you with overflowing prosperity, enabling you to be a blessing to others. I bless you with the depth of spiritual understanding and a close walk with your Lord. You will not stumble or falter for the word of the God, word of God will be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. I bless you with spiritual influence. You are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. I bless you to see women and men as Jesus did and does. I bless you to draw, see, draw out and celebrate the golden people and not the dirt. I bless you to release God in the workplace, not just to testify or model good character, but also to glorify God with the excellence and the creativity of your work. And I bless you with good friends because you have favor with God and with man. I bless you with abounding and overflowing love from which you will minister God's grace to others. You will minister God's comforting grace to others. You are blessed, my child. You are blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. Amen. And amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God wants us to be people of blessing. People that receive blessing, but more so people that give blessing. Make it a challenge for yourself this week to find something in your body, in your life, in yourself to bless. Have you ever thought about your feet? Bless them. They've carried you for years and years. You ever thought about your ears? They've enabled you to hear. So many things you could be thankful for and challenge you to find someone else to speak a blessing over. Not just, oh, bless you, but, but think about it, pray about it, and speak what God intends for them. Speak a blessing over their hearts. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hand in your heart this morning. I love this passage of scripture because 
the very last verse. says, if you do it, I'll bless them. I'll bless them. So I'm going to do it, and God's going to bless you. Amen? Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious unto you. Lift up his goodness upon you and give you peace in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Be blessed.